You've dialed in the Flying Midwest Podcast, connecting aviators from across America's heartland, sharing news, information, and events from around the region. Sit back, relax, and join our crew for some hangar talk as we discuss a wide variety of regional aviation topics. And now, from our home at the Anoka County Blaine Airport, our checklist is complete and we're ready for departure for another episode of the Flying Midwest Podcast. What is going on, everyone? Jim here with the Fly Midwest Podcast. So happy you're able to join us. On this episode, we get ready to launch into Air Venture 2023 with EAA's Dick Dipinski. He talks to us about what we can expect of this year's show, and if this doesn't get you excited for Air Venture, I don't know what will. And as always, news and events from around the region with some friendly hangar talk along the way. So strap in and let's take off into this episode of the Fly Midwest Podcast. Well, welcome everyone to a brand new episode of the Fly Midwest Podcast. I am Jim. And I am Maddie. Yes, you are Maddie. <laughs> we are pumped up to talk about AirVenture, aren't we? I cannot tell you just how excited I am for AirVenture. Oh my gosh. I just today, I was sitting on a four-hour flight with uh, my instrument student. I was telling her all about Oshkosh and what to do, where to go. and Has she never been? To- no, she's oh, from oh, 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 oh. Uh, California. So she and a coworker of hers are going to go try to sneak in for a couple of days. I'm like, the block, there's no sneaking when it comes to Oshkosh, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Pay to get in. They, they prefer you pay. Yeah. Oddly enough, that's what this episode's all about. We're going to talk all about AirVenture with Dick Nepinski, their director oh. of communications. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed this interview. Dick's enthusiasm for what he does is infectious. He uh-huh. lo- clearly loves what he does and is is so excited for AirVenture. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear what's in store. All in due time. They have to get through the other stuff that we talk about first. Yeah, sorry. You've got to slog through all the news and events first. In the spirit of pumping us all up for Oshkosh, we are going to pump out a bunch of episodes to help get ready for the big event. So we'll bring in Mitar AF with Brian Turner and Andrew. Oh, we're going to talk about SimVenture again. We talked to Kevin from SimVenture last year, and we are going to chat with him a bit about this year's event and replay last year's episode for those of you who aren't familiar with SimVenture. I was actually talking about SimVenture today, too, funnily enough. It all goes hand in hand. You're just plugging all the good stuff. I am. It's. I feel like it's my job. <laughs> yeah, It's my fun job. Mm-hmm. And I think finally we... Would hate to not bring this up, but we have the, we're going to make it in the annual thing, the annual AirVenture Call-In Extravaganza Spectacular. Is that what we were calling it last year? I believe so. Okay. Sounds about right. We're, we're doing that again. So if any of our listeners want to chat with us about their past Oshkosh experiences or want to talk about what they want to get into this year, we will certainly welcome you out of the podcast for a quick little segment. 
We're recording that July 11th. So if you're interested in that, make sure you hit us up on any of our social media or you can email us. Find me watch podcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. It's all coming to you. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm telling you, we're going to get all pumped up for Oshkosh. I know. I'm already pumped up for Oshkosh, but it'll be cool to bolster the podcast a little bit. Mm-hmm. content out, and uh, then we'll record a bunch more for Oshkosh, during Oshkosh. Let's talk about that. So whatever do you mean, Maddie? What are we doing at AirVenture? Well, Jim and I will be in attendance this year, which means that we're yep. going to be wandering around with our little lapel mics on uh, windsocks and our beam <laughs> smiles and cheerful personalities, and we want to interview you. Feel free to come on by, say hello, and uh, get your voice on the podcast. We'd love to talk to our listeners. We would. And maybe we could set up like a meet and greet or something at some point. We'll just see what the schedule looks like. Yeah. It may be really sporadic, just depending on what we can get ourselves into. Oh, yeah. The mischief. The mischief is mostly what we're talking about. Well, actually, the mischief may be part of the podcast. I may or may not follow uh, follow Hannah around as she causes her own mischief in the Warbirds area. So we will see how that goes. Gonna see if I like I can, it. Uh, we'll just follow wrangler. people around and see what happens. That's not weird. And, right. Until security tells us to stop. But we have media right. passes, so that's like our job, right? We we do. It's we're supposed to pester people. So <laughs> you can send us a message too if you're out there at the big event and we'll see if we can't connect with some of you. So That is probably the best way to do that. <laughs> yeah. Always happy to meet our listeners. So hey, do you know what way that we might be able to better spot them in the crowds? Oh. I think that they need to purchase the wildest color of Flying Midwest podcast merch possible. I think they should. You know, for visibility. So if you are interested in getting merch, supporting us, and looking fly at Oshkosh, Uh we have a special promo code for you. You put in SUMMER23 into the promo code box at checkout. You will get 15% off. Woo! Now will be an awesome time to get that so you can represent us at your favorite event this summer, whether it's Oshkosh or something else. But it's Oshkosh. It's going to be Oshkosh for sure. Yeah. Yep. Flyingmidwest.com slash merch. Is there anything else we want to talk about or should we just jump into the news? It's freaking, oh my God, they destroyed our ramp. <laughs> They're tearing apart our ramp. So we have to walk like a quarter mile to go get the, to the planes now. Oh, hell. We're going to be okay. Hot. It was like 100 degrees yesterday. Do you have a bicycle? I don't think they would like me riding a bicycle on the ramp, but yes, it'll, I can. It'll probably be fine. <laughs> that would be Just, interesting. What it, I mean, if you tie it down, I'm sure it'd be fine. Wheel chocks and tie downs yeah, for your it. bicycle. <laughs> so when you move the plane out, <laughs> yeah, when you move the plane out, you just set you set the pl- the uh, the bicycle up, and it'll secure it until you come back. You like it? I think you need to try it. I think what we do need I to know? get us into some news. That I think we do too. Horrendous. There's a lot of information to cover with Mr. Nepinski, so let's dive into the news for this episode, shall we? Take it away, Jim. The state of Minnesota's Department of Transportation has released their Minnesota State Aviation System Plan. This document has been published on the website mnsasp.org and is available for public comment through July 12th. Uh, this document helps them figure out uh, their overall plan for the aviation system in the state of Minnesota, uh, talking about the 133 publicly owned, public use, commercial service, and general aviation airports. Whew, say that five times fast. Um, it also stems from a 50-year vision plan. Um, there's a lot more information, and if you want to check that out, 
review the draft and provide any feedback to that draft to MnDOT, um, there's information for that on their website. Um, related to that, Ohio is doing something very similar. The Ohio Department of Transportation is also seeking public input as it takes into account uh, thoughts on their comprehensive plan for their over 104 public use airports. They have a virtual public meeting that will occur at 10 a.m. on July 19th, uh, but surveys are available for people to take pre-meeting. That's open until July 5th. They update this plan about every 10 years. Uh, the last time that this report was released was back in 2014. So if you're in Ohio, we will post a link for that as well. Your turn, oh, Maddie. Boy. Oh my gosh, thank you. A man from Indiana appeared in U.S. District Court in St. Louis on Tuesday. Uh, federal charge accusing him of temporarily blinding pilots of a Metro Air Support Unit helicopter back in February. Jason Foster, 47, was indicted on March 8th on account of aiming a laser at an aircraft and was arrested on May 31st in Indiana. He pleaded not guilty to the charge Tuesday. Or when the incident occurred, a, uh, the pilots were to actively involved in an investigation and they were temporarily blinded by this act, which is commonplace when um, lasers are involved. It does blind um, sometimes temporarily, sometimes it's, it's uh, longer lasting. There was another gentleman who um, was indicted in March who was uh, accused of pointing a laser at a helicopter in also in February, who was also pleaded not guilty. This charge carries a penalty of up to five years in prison, a $250,000 fine, or, or both, depending. But we will see where this stuff leads and what the charges actually end up being. Moving over to Kansas and slightly better news. The Kansas Department of Commerce awarded nearly $20 million for aviation workforce development initiatives, which is awesome. So they said that funding was made available through the Aviation Learning Opportunities and Funded Training, or the ALOFT program, launched by Commerce earlier this year. They also received uh, 12 applications with requests totaling more than $33 million. Uh, Kansas is determined to keep themselves as being the number one in aviation as they have been for a long, long time. And this aloft funding is, quote, designed to maintain our best in class status. So these funds were designated by another wonderful acronym, the Strengthening People and Revitalizing Kansas, SPARC Executive Committee, and was approved by the State Finance Council to provide capital projects to spur regional economic development in the aviation industry. The aviation industry was one of the most affected by COVID-19, um, so they want to bolster that, especially because aviation companies, of, of which there are more than 450 in Kansas alone, that generate full, over 4% of the state's GDP. There is obviously a very big focus on bolstering that. So this, these Aloft Awards will help ensure that the aviation capital of the world has enough talent to keep providing superior services and products across the globe. These award recipients will use uh, these funds towards a lot of different... Um, Machinery equipment used for training, training services, um, training programs, and all sorts of other things related to that. These awardees will have two years to complete their projects and utilize all of these awarded funds. So hopefully this gets the ball rolling. The ladies are at it again. The, quote, only race of its kind has finished up in Homestead, Florida. The lady racers of the Women's Air Race Classic finished up late last week in Homestead, Florida. The Air Race Classic is an iconic cross-country race, tracing its roots to the early days of aviation and showcasing the skills of women pilots. 
it is truly the only race of its kind. Um, before being called the Air Race Classic, it was um, the Transcontinental All Women's Transcontinental Air Race, which got nicknamed the Powder Puff Derby. Um, and the Classic started in 1977. This year, the race started in Grand Forks and went all the way down to Homestead, Florida, over 2,500 miles. Among the participants this year, uh, there was a pilot in her 90s. There are seasoned commercial pilots and more than a dozen teams from universities across the country, including Liberty, Minnesota State University, Mankato, University of North Dakota, all kinds. The flying was all done day VFR, so no instrument, no nighttime. Um, each plane is handicapped based on its top speed. They did the handicap race um, before the actual race. Um, so they fly, would fly, uh, and then their flight time was is calculated against the handicap. So that's how they calculate the actual race standing. So it's not who has the best plane or whatever. It's how well oh. do these ladies fly. Yeah. So you can be flying a Cirrus. You can be flying a 150. It doesn't matter. Um, you just have to fly intelligently. These teams can be up to four ladies. Uh, what they're doing, they split between... Um, who's pilot flying, a navigator, somebody who handles the radios and everything. Um, so so they can be all eyes and ears for each other, even if they're not flying. Um, this race stretched over four days. Most finished before that deadline, but there is a deadline so that, you know, people actually get there on time. But it also gives them an opportunity uh, to wait out a storm if that's a potential concern. Congratulations, ladies. I know someone who flew in that. You do? Who? Um, Cheryl, the partner in my aircraft. Yeah. No. Wait, you really? Yeah, that's so cool. They're plane number seven. Really? I've not seen how they've done that. I know that she's done, but all right. To the ladies of Kent State University, congrats. We love to see it. Just concludes their race classic coverage. Jim, would you be ever so kind to tell us about the events that are occurring around our region? I will grace you with the events for the next month or so. Wow, thank you. You're welcome. Take it away. Well, we have no shortage of events this episode, so let's dive right in. Starting off, the 2023 Battle Creek Field of Flight Air Show and Balloon Festival. This event has five days of air show action from June 30th through July 4th at the Battle Creek Executive Airport. For most days of the event, parking is $5 with admission being $13 per person. Anyone three feet or under is free. They will have a ton of attractions from hot air balloons to a carnival, a field of rock with live music, fireworks shows, and a heavy lineup of airshow acts, including F-22 Raptor demos, F-A-18s, A-10s, P-51s, and a number of airshow performers. Check out their event at fieldofflight.com. Up next, July 7th through the 9th, National Stole will visit Isle, Minnesota for their Skoll Stole competition. The main competition will be July 8th, with gates opening at 9 a.m. and competition starting between 10 or 11 a.m. Tickets are available online in advance for $10 or on-site for $15. Parking is limited, so make sure that you plan that out in advance. More information at nationalstole.com. Next up, we head over to Michigan for the Wings Over Muskegon Air Show. This event is July 6th through the 9th. They will have demonstrations from the A-10 demo team, the Hooligan Flight Team, Ed Hamill with the Folds of Honor biplane, and much more. They will also have unique aircraft ride experiences, including the B-25 Rosie's Reply, B-17 Yankee Lady, a C-47, and a Huey helicopter. Tickets for this event are not available on site, and you'll need to go online to purchase them in advance. More information at wingsovermuskegon.com. 
over for a very special event in Minnesota, the Duluth Air and Aviation Expo, July 15th and 16th in Duluth, Minnesota. This event will feature the United States Navy Blue Angels, the U.S. Air Force A-10 demo team, a ton of static demos displays, including someone you may be familiar with, our very own Trevor. He'll be hanging out with his Air Guard C-130 crew. Check out more information on this event at DuluthAirShow.com. Staying in Minnesota, the weekend of July 22nd and 23rd at the Flying Cloud Airport in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, Air Expo 2023 brought to you by Wings of the North. They will have 30 to 40 aircraft on display, a pancake breakfast from 8 to 11 a.m., and plane rides. Gates open at this event at 8 a.m., and the event runs from 9 to 5 on Saturday, 9 to 4 on Sunday. Tickets are available online for $25 for adults. Kids 16 to 17 are 5, 5 and under are free. Tickets are also available at the gate. Adults are $30, kids 6 to 17 are $5, and kids 5 and under are still free. More information at wotn.org forward slash air expo. If you're over in Ohio that weekend, July 22nd and 23rd is the Dayton Air Show at Dayton International Airport. Their featured performer is the United States Air Force Thunderbirds. They'll have the U.S. Army Golden Knights Parachute Team, a few acts from the Red Bull line of aviation acts, including their helicopter, skydive team, and Curry Chambliss. They'll also have a number of ground displays and other attractions at the event. More information at DaytonAirShow.com. If you're in Milwaukee that weekend, check out the Milwaukee Air and Water Show, also July 22nd and 23rd. Their featured performer is the U.S. Navy Blue Angels. They will also feature a number of other military demonstrations like a P-8 Poseidon, an F-35 Lightning, an E-2 Hawkeye, and many more. So go check out a cool air and water show right on the shores of Lake Michigan. For more information, go to mkeairwatershow.com. You can check out the Sioux Falls Air Show, Power on the Prairie. They will have a number of cool performers at that event, including the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds, aircraft from the South Dakota Air National Guard, a number of civilian performers, and much more. More information on that event is at SiouxFallsAirShow.com. Thank you. That will do it for our events. So with the news and events out of the way, before we get into our interview with Mr. Dick Nabinski, let's cover a couple of our bills. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the uh, the annual airplane, yeah, that was probably a little costly. And... Well, the podcast has an annual and we've, we've recorded over 100 hours, so we got to do an all change, so... The we podcast got some... went out of annuals. And it was really <laughs> expensive. Yep. So let's pay some bills. Time to pay the mechanic. All right. Let's talk about Lightspeed Aviation and their brand of headsets. So we've talked the last couple episodes about their Delta Zulu headset. But if you're a new student pilot or just getting into A&R headsets, you may be looking for something a little lighter in the pocketbook. Well, check out the Lightspeed Sierras. I've been flying with the Sierra for the past decade, and they are a phenomenal headset. They've still got great active noise canceling, full Bluetooth integration, cell phone and music connection abilities, and comm priority so that you never miss a radio call. And when you're ready for that Zulu 3 or the Delta Zulu, they've got a train-up program where you can earn up to $400 trading credit towards the latest in aviation headset technology. So if you're in the market for that new Lightspeed headset, check out our affiliate link right down in the show notes. So summer is officially here, and the sun is beating down on us in the aircraft and on the flight line. Picking the right sunglasses for when you fly can be really important. This is where Flying Eyes Optics comes in. If you've been flying around with those gas station sunglasses, you've definitely felt the pressure from your headset pushing those into the side of your head, which can make for a really uncomfortable flight. Flying Eyes was engineered by pilots for pilots. 
Their extremely lightweight patented material allows these temples to conform to your head instead of curving around your ears, giving you a better fit and seal for your headset. So if you need a new set of sunglasses before Oshkosh or any of those summer events or your summer flying, head on over to our affiliate link and use our coupon code for 10% off. That coupon code is FLYINGMIDWEST10 and that code and the link will be down in our show notes. We are happy to once again be part of the SimVenture experience and to talk about that, we have Kevin from Pilot Edge. Hey Jim, thanks a lot. Just real quick, SimVenture 2023 is coming up again. If you haven't heard of it, it's basically a virtual Oshkosh. If you have a flight simulator at your house or even at your flight school and you want to get them involved, um, you can actually fly into Oshkosh just about a week and a half ahead of AirVenture. This is a great way for those pilots who are actually flying to AirVenture to prepare ahead of time. Now here's the kicker. We have the actual Oshkosh air traffic controllers. Yes, the ones who are going to be in the tower, down at Fisk, down next to the runways, the actual week of AirVenture. We have a handful of them volunteering to be the controllers during SimVenture. So it will be realistic. It will feel real. It'll sound real. And you will rock your wings. You'll be seen by the controllers and everyone else. Last week, we had over 2,100 arrivals at uh, at SimVenture. We look forward to even top of that number this year. So what are the dates again for those that aren't familiar? July 13th through 16th. It's a Thursday through Sunday. We'll run about three to four hours every day. The exact times of that can be found at pilotedge.net slash SimVenture. Well, we hope you have a successful event again this year and best of luck with SimVenture 2023. Thanks, Jim. Looking forward to seeing a lot of people out there. Hey, Jim, can you tell us a little bit about our guest for this episode? Absolutely. We are excited to welcome Dick Nepensky. He is EAA's Director of Communications. He has been involved with EAA and AirVenture for, I think he said, about 30 years now. So he's going to talk to us all about what's up this year and get us all excited for AirVenture. You ready to do this? Oh, yeah. I've been ready since last Oshkosh. Well, let's do it. All right. Well, welcome Dick Nepinski to the Flying Midwest Podcast. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. Always, you know, I can talk about airplanes for a long time, so this will be fun. <laughs> awesome. And we're really excited to have you as Oshkosh is getting near, and we're excited to get out there and share a little bit more about what Oshkosh is about with others. Not that anyone listening to this doesn't already know what Oshkosh is. To get started, are you ready to um, go through our Fast Five questions with us? Sure, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Question number one. Favorite aviation movie? Oh, man, that that's a toss-up. Um, Airplane is probably my favorite aviation movie, just because... It's so silly. I remember doing that one. Yeah. I actually took a date to airplane. I'm so old. I, I was there when it first came out in theaters. <laughs> and uh, I remember sitting there and my arm was in back of the chair. And she's probably wondering if I was having spasms because my arm was shaking so hard from laughing at that time. <laughs> but airplane is it. You know, the first Top Gun is still a favorite. It's one of those I see on TV. It stops me instantly. And I'll, I'll sit there and watch the rest of it. Although I know every line, I know exactly what's going on. So um, those two would probably be one A and one B. We're going to log just Classic fine. Voices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Question number two. Uh, favorite aircraft? Favorite aircraft. Well, other than the one I'm, I happen to be flying at the moment, which is always a favorite aircraft, uh, there right? are actually a couple of them. One, you know, I got to go with the humble Piper Cherokee because it's the airplane I learned to fly in. And, oh, sure. uh, you know, a lot of people did 172s. I was in a flying club with a Piper Cherokee, uh, an old 1967 140. And uh, still had the original 16 gauges in it and everything else. And, uh, learned to fly in that one, so I love it. If there's a dream airplane that say, okay, you can fly anything and you're capable of flying, uh, I would say B-38 Light. 
put me in one of those or a hop around the patch, which would probably be about 200 miles. But boy, that would <laughs> yeah. be fun. My first flight was in, honestly, it's a 68 Cherokee. Okay. Yeah, I did a lot of I did a lot of flying in the old Cherokees. Oh, I love them. Yeah, I got to Yeah, when spot. flying a 172, I've always got to remember, okay, the the flaps are down here, not like the Cherokee, but the <laughs> flaps are up here and on doing all of those type of things. So, or the trim tab, excuse me. Yeah, and uh, the pull up for the flaps, trim tabs up there, all of those things. But um, boy, it was a lot of fun and you, you start to learn that joy about what it is about flying that, that makes it so different. And that airplane will always have a special spot for it. Love Piper it. Piper does make a good product. Not sponsored by Piper. Not sponsored by Piper. <laughs> and question number three. Ugliest aircraft. Oh, I love this gotta question. Be, it's got to be something Russian. Um, the Antonov <laughs> AN-2. Um, if you've ever oh, seen one, one, it looks like somebody took a a round tube and stuck some wings on it. And I still remember one year at Air Venture, we had one lined up on final. And it was about a 10 mile final. And the air traffic controller said, okay, AN2, you're on cool. final, you're ready to land. And it took so long, he started bringing airplanes in front of it. And just um, <laughs> you know, suddenly, uh, yeah, 172, feel free to turn, you're on final. Okay, yeah, RV6, you're free to turn, you're on final, go ahead. And uh, you know, so <laughs> the AN2 is still on final. You know, somehow that thing flies. I'm not sure how. And it doesn't go fast, but it does. Uh, but you, you get on the that. ground and go, man, that's an ugly airplane. Um, so that is, uh, <laughs> that is the one that always comes to mind. All right, question number four. What is your favorite place on the Air Venture grounds? Oh, my favorite place. You know, I, I should be biased and say press headquarters, but... Um, <laughs> I'm going to say the seaplane base. It's actually not, well, it's part of AirVenture, but it's not on the AirVenture grounds. And it's really a best kept secret that you could hop on the shuttle bus, ride the four miles, go over to Lake Winnebago, and it's like a whole different world. You know, you've got the hustle and bustle yep. of the AirVenture grounds, and you go in there, and here's this little secluded bay area that uh, people are having a great time out there. And uh, I've always loved that. If I if I need a break in the evening after the air show and just kind of reset a little bit mentally, yeah, just pop out there and uh, take in the, the seaplane base for a while. So I really enjoy that. I would think if it's on the AirVenture grounds proper, I'd say Boeing Plaza right in the middle because it changes sure. every day. You can stand there and turn 360 degrees and see a group of airplanes that you'll see Really, no place else in the world in one place like that. You know, you see an F-16 sitting next to a 747 with a C-17 over there. And, yep. oh, yeah, yeah, they've got, you know, they've got the U-2 spy plane coming in soon. They'll park that over there, and then they'll bring it in. And it is it is a wonderland just to see uh, all the people walking around those airplanes where at a typical airport, you would not get that close to them. But here you can walk up to them, talk to the pilots, and that's always a fun place to be, uh, whatever day it is. I partial to the seaplane base answer. I, I actually have uh, talked with one of my buddies. We were planning at least half a day at the seaplane base just to to relax. If we're going to be out there that long, then let's take a day and just hang out at the seaplane base and unwind oh, a little bit. You should. Uh, uh, one quick thing, though, amazing. if you're going toward the evening, take some bug spray. <laughs> uh, it's oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, I, it's I, summer. Yeah. Mosquitoes are there. Uh, you know this. Uh, you know your cutter or off or repel or whatever your favorite brand is. Get it out there. 
because uh, citronella, I think, just attracts them. That's perfume to those mosquitoes. You better you know, get the strong <laughs> stuff if you're going out there. Is the watermelon social happening this year? Do you know? It is. Yep. My understanding is they're bringing it back. So, yep. Bring your watermelon eating style and be ready to go. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final question for you. If you can meet anyone in aviation and have a conversation with them, dead or alive, who would it be? Charles Lindbergh. And I'd say that because not only because of the flight, but because he had such a fascinating life. I mean, his pre-World War II political leanings aside, which were fascinating how one got to that point, but, you know, the environmentalism he got involved in, um, his knowledge of flying, the fact that he did go to the University of Wisconsin, and I want to ask him about that, you know, if he ever climbed Bascom Hill in Madison, all of those type of things. Uh, you know, I, I think it would be fascinating because, you know, I've talked to his grandson, Eric, on a number of occasions, and he he, he shares a, a lot of attributes that his grandfather had. Uh, but, you know, to talk to the man himself and 33 hours by yourself over the Atlantic, what's playing in your head at that time around right. hour 21 at night? And... There's very few reference points, and all beneath you, you see is black. What drives a person to do that? Uh, and I know it's a $25,000 prize, but still, there's something inside of a person that drives them to do that. And uh, that right. is, that's something that I think would be a fascinating conversation. Totally agree. And I like it because he's a good Western answer, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks so much for playing along with our Fast Five questions. Hope that you enjoyed sure. that as much as we did. So let's start talking about AirVenture. Oh boy, yeah. July 24th through the 30th, and you know the countdown clock is running right now. It, it's uh -huh. like uh, anytime you build or restore an airplane and say you know, we're 90% done and have 90% to go, that's kind of the feeling you get <laughs> this kind of year because okay. it, there is just so much happening. Uh, you know, the, the campgrounds start opening and the volunteers start coming in and you see the tents go up on the grounds. You know, and I kid people, I uh, show them around the grounds a month before, and I say, don't don't worry if you can't remember where everything is, because it's not yes. going to look like this in three weeks. <laughs> the week before, <laughs> sure. it looks completely different. Um, sure. You go back to probably Memorial Day weekend. You get through that, and then it starts becoming real. You're saying, oh, yeah, it's coming in, uh, and it's coming fast, and people are making last-second arrangements, and they sign off their emails, uh, see you in Oshkosh, and those type of things. And that makes it exciting. You know, this is going to be number 31 on staff for me, and it it never gets oh, done. Wow. You know, it is uh, something that's evolved through the years, certainly, but it, it never, ever gets dull because there's always a new twist. There are always new airplanes. Uh, you get to see friends. You meet new people every single year, and it's that's what makes it so exciting. It, it really is our family reunion or aviation. There's probably not a better way to put it because... Sure. And you see a little bit of everything out there, and that's what makes it fun. That family reunion thing, we're going to unpack that a little bit in a bit. So unpack that a bit in a bit. I don't like how I said that. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, you're fine. Well, <laughs> before we get there, this is the 70th anniversary of EAA, correct? Correct. Yep. 1953 uh, started out. So how does that impact how you guys are planning the show this year? Do you guys have anything special in store or any ways you want to celebrate? Yeah, we're doing a few things. Um one uh, inside the member center, which is right at the four corners, you go just a little bit west of Boeing Plaza and the four corners there, the member center, we're setting up a, a big display of a timeline through the years of EAA. And what's really fascinating is uh, when I started on staff, or actually when I started going to uh, what was then the fly-in uh, in Oshkosh back in 1978, 
you know, it was such a different look, different feel at that time. Uh, but it's evolved and it's become bigger. And to have the opportunity to talk with people who belonged to EAA in those early years and then come through, uh, that timeline gets kind of personal for me because, oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, you know, I remember when Concord landed here. I remember when that happened, when Spaceship One came, uh, those type of things. Uh, so that's going to be one feature in the middle of it. Uh, we're going to have a, an evening program at Theater in the Woods one night with people who have been connected with EAA for a long time, talking about the history and the growth of the organization, the growth of what's simply known as Oshkosh and uh, yeah, and that. Um, one thing people will see if you're on the grounds, and this actually, I'm going to give a little bit of history on it. Back in 2019, which marked 50 consecutive years in Oshkosh, we got talking with a local brewer you know, as a brew pub, Fox River Brewing, and they said, you know, you guys ought to do a commemorative beer. Well, we'd never thought of that. But discussions continued. We got our commemorative beer, the Rockier Wings uh, Red Ale that year, awesome. and it sold out. <laughs> it sold out. It, we had members asking us, hey, can you do that again for something? Well, we need kind of an occasion. It's not sure. just something. Uh, but this year we decided, okay, so working with a local brewery again, this time Stone Arch up in Appleton, about 20 miles up the road, uh, we created uh, a beer. And actually, when we had our museum fundraiser, we had the, the audience there that night do our taste test and pick their favorite of the samples. Oh, cool. And so they selected one, and uh, that came forward. And this year, we actually designed it. There'll be seven different cans, one for each day of AirVenture, and uh, it features everything. It features homebuilts, vintage, warbirds, ultralights. Uh, the brown arch will be represented on that, the 70th anniversary logo, and we'll be introducing one each day of Air Venture. Um, I don't know if that's an inducement to stay for the entire week, but it's one <laughs> You know, we're trying to get as many airplanes, too, that were here, um, actually in Milwaukee in the early years of the fly-in back in the 1950s. And we know of the 21 airplanes that came to that first fly-in in September 1953, there are still eight or 10 of them that still exist and are huh. still on the registry. So we have an invitation out to them. We don't know how many are going to make it, but we have set it out to them to say, come on out. And, uh, you know, they make it in. We're certainly going to talk about that. And, uh, you know, these airplanes, seven decades later, coming back to, well, the whole, the family home to celebrate the fly-in. Uh, that is really great, the history that you guys are tying into this event this year. I mean, it, and there's obviously always a little bit of history, but... So really celebrate and highlight that 70 years of history is going to be really cool, I think. Yeah, it will. You know, and what's fun about it, and uh, before Paul passed away back in 2013, I remember talking to him a number of times, and a lot of times the media would ask him, did you ever expect this? He said, no. I, Myself and my friends were just trying to start an airplane club in Milwaukee uh, for people who built and restored airplanes, and it grew into what we have today. Yeah. And now with 270,000 members and a half million of our closest friends coming to Oshkosh every year. <laughs> right. And a little bit of everything. You know, I, I kid people that if it has flown, is flying, or will fly, yeah, it's going to be at Oshkosh sometime. And uh, that's what makes the event fun. You just never know what's coming in. Even here, as we get to a short time before Oshkosh, we've got our planned events. But in the next few weeks, we will get something that says, hey, I've got this done. Could I bring it? Hey, yeah, we'll find a spot for it. Just bring it. Yeah, you know, sure. and we'll, we'll park it, whether it's a vintage airplane, a military airplane, a brand new home built, a warbird, whatever it happens to be. I think that's so unique because I feel like, especially nowadays where everything's so, can be so curated and 
everything's trying to be so perfect and scheduled. Oshkosh is just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you got we have everything. And it's still chaotic. You know, you've got eight million things happening at once. But you still have like that freedom that, you know, stuff may just come in. You don't even know what to do with it. It's like, great. Yeah. Glad you're yeah, here. Yeah, just... I don't know what we're going to do, but it's okay. <laughs> and I think that's one of the most wonderful things. <laughs> well, thank you. And and that is part of it. You know, I, I think it's part of what drew me into the organization when I when I joined it was that it is just so interesting uh, to have that vibe. You got all the stuff that you said is curated. Okay, the Air Force is bringing in certain airplanes. We have to have that time because only so many will fit on the ramp at the same time. The air show has to be timed out perfectly. You know, you have to make sure you put uh, everything in the right place. But then suddenly you'll turn a corner, and this has happened to me more than once. I've turned a corner like on Thursday, the fourth day of the event, and I'll see an airplane, and I'll go, when did that get here? And they said, Tuesday. <laughs> oh, and, you know, just like, okay. And so I've got to go back to press headquarters and say, you know what just came in? That You go down to row 142 and see this because it just came in on Tuesday and, and those type of things. And, you know, just that that feel and, uh, you know, walking around in the aircraft camping area you know, after the air show when things have calmed down a little bit, just talking to people. And it's like you said, that feel of we're at Oshkosh. Um one of my favorites, uh, a guy brought in a home built. I think it was it was something you know, fairly common in the home built world, an RV or, or you know a Zenith or something. But he had just finished it about a month before, and he flew in and parked it. And, and the man literally had tears in his eyes, saying, "I made it. I, I'm at Oshkosh. I dreamed of building this airplane and bringing it here because I'd come for so many years and never and and had you know the the 172s and the common." airplanes, but I built it. I'm bringing it here and I'm parking with everybody else and can share it. And that that's the essence of Hoshkosh right there. That's what makes it so cool. Oh, I love it. And I know that's not the only story like that. I like, I have a, a friend of mine. I see her once a year. She's from Oregon. Um, okay. So not close, but she, and she's a warbird fanatic. She works on warbirds and everything. And she comes in and how she gets home she doesn't know <laughs> ever. She's like, I'll find a way home. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Isn't that she's like, I mean, I'll meet somebody or, and like, not in the, like, it's never weird. Like she just finds ways home. You know, it's like, hey, wow. I know you. Oh, I met you a couple of years ago. Do you mind if I tang along back to Oregon with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we got room. <laughs> like, and she, yeah. does, she does it every year and I don't know how she does it. Wow. That, that's a great story. But that that's so quintessentially Oshkosh right there. You, you come exactly. in and it, it's just, yeah. you're, you're, you're with the family at that point. And I don't know how many people, I pick up the conversation where I left it last July. And we come in, you know, it's, hey, how's that project going over here? So, oh, it's coming along. Is it, you still working on that? And you were trying to get the ailerons uh, lined up right, everything else. Yeah, yeah, we finally got that. Here's what we did. And you picked up your conversation where you left it on July 27th last year. And, and that's part of the fun as well. Oh, I'm just getting so excited for us. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. It's still like, you know, a while away, but it's yeah. right there and practically tasted yep. the dirt in my eyes and everything. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Last year, my dad and I brought bikes. All right. Best yeah. decision. Oh, in yeah. In the campground, bring a bike. Indeed. And yes. It's, uh... We learned after a few years of <laughs> yeah. needed a bike. One thing that happens too, you know, to tell another story, uh, Goodwill has one of their retail outlets right across the street from the airport. 
And every year in July, they stock up on bikes and they sell them for $20, $25. Oh, wow. And they sell them. And of course, they raise money for, for goodwill. It's a noble cause. And yeah. at the end, people bring them back and donate them back, basically saying, okay, that's the $20 for transportation. I got through the campground sure. this year. And, um, and they'll do that. And, you know, that's, it's kind of fun to, you know, we talk about all the, the economic advantage for Oshkosh that comes from it. And it's things like that. It's things like when we had the hailstorm a couple of years ago, office oh people sold out of bubble wrap because people with cloth covered airplanes were running out buying rolls of bubble wrap to cover their wings so they wouldn't get hit oh, by wow. the hail. Uh, you know, those type of things. Uh, carpet land across the road ran out of carpet padding because it was all sold to people covering up their airplane wings and fuselages. Someplace I've got an aerobatic airplane photo of um, a, some, I think it was a Great Lakes, completely covered in bubble wrap, waiting for the thunderstorm to come in. Fortunately, it never hailed that night. But uh, it, that's one of those great, again, quintessentially Oshkosh photos. Well, I think that our podcast talked last year about like, there's a storm every year, it seems like, and it's always Wednesday night before the uh, the night air show. So you got to push it to Thursday. So, <laughs> Yeah, last year we were lucky. Our thunderstorm came on Saturday beforehand, and then we had eight perfect days in a row. And we tell people, in Wisconsin in summer, we will never get seven days like that in a row ever, ever again. But sure. we'll take them. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, and it makes you know, logistics a lot easier when you don't have that that mud slosher in the middle of things. My dad and I nearly got blown away that Saturday. We were yeah. in our tent <laughs> with those winds. We were literally was holding exciting, up. wasn't it? Yeah. We didn't get flattened. <laughs> it was the wildest couple hours of my life. And we have yeah. video evidence. Our neighbor was in a camper. He was filming us. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. What, what a great away. help he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. He texted us. He's like, you guys can come in. It's like, well, our tent will not be here if we leave. So <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they were down in Fond du Lac at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, it survived. Best tent purchase ever. There you go. So we've talked a little bit about this. I kind of talked around it a bit, but there are so many people that make that quote unquote pilgrimage to Oshkosh every year. And it is that family reunion uh, vibe. There's so many people that we've talked to over the years of this podcast that as we talk about Oshkosh, that's what they say. It's a big family reunion. So what is it to you that makes that community so special? Oh man. You know, I, I think it really starts with the volunteers. You know, we've got 5,000 people who volunteer there. Some volunteer for four hours, others volunteer for three weeks. And, you know, some wow. of our volunteers are already here at Oshkosh. They come in with their campers, they set up, they're ready to go and they're doing everything from planting flowers to painting picnic tables to, you know, putting up sides of new buildings and everything in between, mowing grass. You know, with 1,500 acres, there's a lot of grass to mow. So do you want to get it all squared away so people can park on it? Uh, and that's where the family element begins because those people come back every year and they become individual family units inside the bigger family. And then there's just that feel of... You come in, it's Oshkosh, we're here. Uh, I think all of us involved in aviation spend a lot of time talking to our non-flying neighbors about aviation, you know, why it's safe, why we spend so much money on it, why, you know, <laughs> why this, why that, um, all of those things. If you come to Oshkosh, you don't have to explain. Everybody speaks the language. And it's not this language that you would find, for instance, at Paris and Farnborough, which are wonderful air shows, but... It's got a very distinct element, a higher-end element to it. But you also have the people who are used to the local fly-in 
and they can find it too. So you can actually make this event as big or as small as you want to make it. Uh, you know, if you want to try to see everything, you can try to see everything. If you want to spend your entire week in the home built area, in the forums, in the ultralight area, at the seaplane base, you can do that and find what really fits you. And uh, it is interesting, people who have come in and say, okay, I only have a day and a half here. How do I see everything? <laughs> yeah, sure, fine, see everything. Good luck. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things uh, that usually by the end they go, yeah, I've got to come back for four days, five days and spend it all here. So that's uh, that's part of it. So that family feel, being able, as I said, pick up that conversation, uh, seeing people year after year, uh, inviting people into that conversation, finding out their stories. Uh, there's a certain element of, I wouldn't call it nonchalance, but just kind of informality that makes it special. Uh, we often get to uh, people who come in from some of the exhibitors and they say, well, now, we just came from Paris. Should we dress the same way? I said, yeah, you can wear a tie here, but we reserve the right to laugh at you. Okay, fine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and we've had people who have come all dressed up on the first day, and we know before the second day they've gone across the interstate over to the outlet mall to the Nike store and bought running shoes because they learned after one day what Oshkosh oh, is about. And uh, so, you know, those are the kind of things that happen. And uh, again, those stories are legion on the grounds and, uh, what makes Oshkosh Oshkosh, I, I very rarely run into somebody who just says, boy, there's nothing here that I've enjoyed. Uh, we try to have something for everybody, even those people who are grumpy about everything. We try to you know, include something for them too. But it's uh, it's something most people are here, as you said, just to share that thing about flying and have that feel. And, and you know, so that's it's kind of tough to describe, but once you're here, you realize... Yeah, it's the people, it's the airplanes, it's that entire combination put together that makes it so special. When you're here, you're family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're the family. You know, we've got everybody from the you know the close cousin mm -hmm. to the weird uncle. Yep, they're all here at some point or another. And we're all loving it. We all. That's right. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but this is the point where we're going to plug Brian Turner as the weird uncle. If you're yeah. familiar with oh, him from Just Plain Silly. <laughs> That's that's okay, been a running joke on our podcast for about a year now that we we bring up Brian's name about once an episode. So this felt like a perfect time for it. Okay, okay so we'll go with that. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about the beer, which I will be getting, even though I don't drink. I will be getting all those cans. Um, <laughs> other than the beer, what is going to be new? Like, can you give us a little sneak peek at what's going to be new on the grounds this year? Uh, you know, some of the grounds, the grounds, fortunately for people, pretty much laid out the same as in the past. A couple of things, and they're mostly at the south end. One, we've expanded aircraft parking down there, the south 40. Uh, we've acquired some additional land, cleared it out. Uh, really, our goal is to everybody who flies to AirVenture and wants to land at Oshkosh, our goal is to make sure they're not diverted. And many years, the airport is filled. We've had to send people to Fond du Lac or Appleton to park, and then they've come up later in the week. Uh, with their aircraft. You know, we're trying to eliminate that. If you're coming into Oshkosh, we want to make sure you can park in Oshkosh. So we've added about sure. 200 aircraft parking spots this year. Oh, and wow. So that'll be a nice addition. Uh, the other thing for people flying in ultralights this year, since we've added that land with aircraft parked on it now, we've had to change the ultralight pattern a little bit. So yeah, we've squared it off a little bit to follow what's known as Whitman Road, which if you go from Boeing Plaza down to the South 40, uh, that's the 
the thoroughfare that you follow. That's Whitman Road. And so you follow that now and come in. And that's part of the NOTAM or FAA notice this year. And so if you're flying into Oshkosh, read the NOTAM, learn the NOTAM, be the NOTAM when you come into Air Venture uh, so you understand it well. And um, so those are the major changes. But, you know, within that, uh, some of the things happening this year, uh, we've got uh, the uh, the Air Force Training Command coming in. Now, a lot of people say Training Command, you know, they're okay, it's flight instructors. No, it, it's flight instructors, but they flight instruct in everything, you know, everything from your basic T6 Texan II all the way up to C-17s. So we, wow. C-5. So we basically told them, we said, yeah, bring one of everything and they're going to try. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we'll be rotating those throughout the entire week and uh, some of the top brass from the training command. You know, the training command actually touches every single person who enters the Air Force at one time or another, regardless of if they fly or not, what they do and so forth. So it's really an interesting story. Uh, NASA is coming in a big way. If you've ever heard of the airplane, the Super Guppy. Oh, we have. Okay. Yes. Look at Maddie's face. coming. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him fly to McConnell. It's so cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's like, like somebody left the helium O's in it, you know, and there it is. It just <laughs> blew right up. And yeah. um, so that's coming in. And inside of it, they're going to be bringing in a mock-up of the capsule for the Artemis moon mission. So oh, they're going to wow. swing open the nose of the Super Guppy. There will be the Artemis capsule. And so NASA coming in, we're going to have some some of the people from the Apollo era and some people from the Artemis era, era talking about what it was like going to the moon and what Artemis learned from the Apollo missions to go to the moon again in the next couple of years. So that will be part of it as well this year. Uh, another thing... Uh, you know, there are only about 20 or 25 flying Corsairs in North America. We hope to have one third to one half of them here this wow. year. And uh, we have commitments from a great number of them already. You know, you, you never want to see an exact number because some get added, some, you know, they're airplanes. They have things that don't do what you want them to do uh, sometimes. And so they, you know, you end up with an airplane and a, and a big bill back in the hangar. Uh, but it's one of those I'm things aware. that we want to get. Yeah, <laughs> but we're we're putting that with the movie Devotion. If you remember that movie, last November came out uh, talking about Thomas Hudner and Jesse Brown, Jesse the first black naval aviator, and their exploits that earned Hudner the Medal of Honor. Uh, so we're saluting that. In addition, we'll have Tom Hudner Jr. and Jesse Brown's grandson there to uh, wow. talk about their father and grandfather's exploits, what it was like. We'll be showing Devotion on Thursday night at the Lion Theater, the big five-story iMovie screen that you can get the free popcorn, bring a blanket, enjoy aviation movies. After you've had a whole day of aviation, you watch some aviation movies. That's what we yeah, do at Oshkosh. Sure. We, we just hang out with airplanes all the time. So that's coming in as well. Uh, we're doing a salute to public benefit flying. Everything from Coast Guard rescue helicopters to... Uh, the JARS missionary group that flies in supplies to remote airstrips and so forth. Uh, so that will be on Saturday. Well, a lot of those airplanes, a lot of the home builds are celebrating anniversaries this year from a 20th to a 50th and, and so forth. So it's going to be a great mix. You know, every single part of the grounds has something big going on. The Cessna 170s are celebrating their 75th anniversary and more than 100 of them are coming into Oshkosh this year. So they'll all be parked together. 
So it'll be very bright and shiny and a lot of people polishing aluminum down at that part of the field yeah. at that part. <laughs> and um, so, you know, every time there's a bug that lands on it, they're out there with the spray and cleaning it off and everything so it shines properly. All of that, uh, those kind of things. And like I said, in the final few weeks before our venture, we always get surprised. Somebody will want to bring something in and our, our great volunteers on Boeing Plaza will reshuffle everything so they can fit that airplane in there and, and make it work. So it, yeah, it gets exciting at this time, just looking at everything that, that could be a possibility this year. For your surprise this year, I got this great little sundowner that you can go out and just park right on Boeing Plaza. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I can tell you it will get noticed because everybody goes, what's a sundowner doing out here? <laughs> yeah, in what Boeing is Plaza? that thing doing here? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, they'll think it's, they'll think it's famous. <laughs> It had to do something because it's a sundowner on Boeing yeah. Plaza. It must have done something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's, uh, I will say though that the that NASA thing, I got chills when you were talking about that. I'm so excited for that. Oh, that's going to be fun, you know. And that, you know, the Super Guppy when it lands, and I remember it landed here in 2000. Here, and they do a wonderful job flying it, but it looks like it's going to do a belly flop on the runway. And it just kind of comes down <laughs> all at once. You know, most of us come in and we kind of flare. Uh, not really, no. It just comes down. And the year it came in, it was kind of this light mist fog, and suddenly coming out of the mist was the super copy. <laughs> it was just like, okay, that was fun. <laughs> and uh, uh, one other thing we've got, we've got some of the urban air mobility coming in too. Uh, there's a company called Whisk, and they're working on the EVTOL, mm-hmm. you know, the electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft for urban air mobility. Uh, they oh, plan sure. on flying here as well. And so we're looking forward to that being here as part of innovations uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. So, um, you know, it's going to be just a lot of fun, uh, regardless of what you're looking for. And it's interesting when you have a half million or so people showing up, you have a half million different things, expectations that they want when they come here. Uh, some yeah. people want to see old airplanes. Some want to see new. Some want to buy stuff. Some want to watch the air shows. Some want to see the military. So you try to mix that all in and say, yeah, you're here for this, but here is something more. Go down and take a look at that. Um, you know, and we've got Warbirds in Review going again this year. Uh, we have veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and the Middle East conflicts all here talking around the airplanes that will be present. Um, you know, everything from Bud Anderson and the P-51s uh, to uh, some of the jet pilots from Vietnam. And we'll have Vietnam remembered 50 years later this year. Uh, at Air Venture as well. So that's part of it. So again, you know, as we go through the list, yeah, I could sit here for a long time and just talk about that. I'm going to need you to extend this another week too so that I can have two weeks to explore all these things. <laughs> I have a simple woman. All I desire, airplane, ice cream, yes. and a t-shirt. <laughs> it? It, you mentioned ice cream, you know, and every so often we get people say, you know, you have to have some healthy options at the concession stands and do that. And we try. There are concession stands. You get gluten-free, you get vegetarian and so forth. But then we take a survey at the end and say, okay, what were the <laughs> biggest sellers on the grounds? Cheese curds, root beer floats, <laughs> bratwurst. Say, okay, yeah, the health thing goes about right until you get into the food line. Yep. That's quintessential Wisconsin right there, though. Uh, yeah, that is oh, the most is. Midwest yeah. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's basically our summer diet, but uh, okay. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> and it's amazing, you know, Chick-fil-A and the Chick-fil-A Subway, some of those places tell us they are among the highest grossing restaurants in the world that week of Air Venture. They come in and <laughs> there's just... Oh my God. Because they do so Ooh. much business uh, at I that point. That. And 
So you mentioned about the notice. Yep. Obviously, pilots should carefully review the entire notice, but um, okay. you said you mentioned some changes. Could you elaborate on some of the changes and things to watch out for this year? Yeah, some of the big things, uh, you know, we mentioned that about the ultralight pattern if you're flying ultralights in. Uh, one thing uh, for the camping this year, you know, traditionally people put their signs in the window, whether it's GAC for general aviation camping. Uh, but this year you can actually pick if you would prefer North 40 or South 40 and say huh. if you want to put the N40 in the windshield or the S40 in the windshield. And again, those signs, uh, what you should put on that 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper, uh, right in right in the notum, it tells you what to put there so the ground volunteers can point you in the right direction. Uh, once again this year, we're going to have the transition areas as we had in past years. Uh, that came about because if we had bad weather, especially the weekend before, a lot of people would suddenly bunch up over Green Lake and Ripon and all trying to get to the same spot at the same time. And, you know, that not only led to a big mess trying to sort everybody out, but it was it was not the safest condition in the world. So a couple of years ago, working with the FAA, we set up the transition areas. So if Green Lake Ripon is full, it moves back a little bit farther to the west, and that's the holding area. And then it moves back. There are actually four of them going all the way back, about 50 miles to the west which will lead to a more orderly transition all the way in. And one thing that's interesting now with the emergence of ADSB that a lot of people have, if somebody tries to cut in line, their neighbors there are not real friendly about saying, okay, you know, <laughs> and the FAA will say, okay, go back to the end of the line, try that again. You just can't cut in line and come in. So um, that back is a part of it. If people, yeah, if people haven't come in for a few years, make sure you read the notice and understand that, that, um, those kind of areas are set up. Uh, you know, we certainly have a webinar that's archived. You can take a look at that and, and find out a little bit more about it. There's a video that flies the pattern, shows the transition areas. You can learn from that, see the landmarks, get an idea where everything is. So take advantage of those free resources on our website so you can know what's going on. And it, it's like a checklist. Know the checklist so you don't have to look for it when that time comes. If you know the the notice or the notum coming in, you say, okay, that's going to happen here. I understand it. And then you're ready for it. You don't have to hunt around for the notice and find out on page 17 exactly what it's saying. Read that thing carefully is the moral of that story, yep. I think. Exactly. They should be doing, if you're flying in, you should be doing it anyways. It's just such yeah, a you complex be doing, yeah. environment. Well, and it, you know, as with any notum, it's required. So please do that. <laughs> <laughs> So if we had a listener who is a first-timer, they're excited to go to Oshkosh, if you had to give someone tips about how to experience Oshkosh, what would you tell them for a first-timer? Okay. Yeah, we'll start on the, I guess, the more the physical needs end. Um, sunscreen, comfortable shoes, a hat. The first year I was here, I learned a very important lesson. Lip balm. There's nothing like getting sunburned lips on day one and then trying oh, to go geez. through the next three days. Uh, so lip balm comes in handy. Uh, you know, those type of things just for your physical well-being. Um, it is, I mentioned the Nike outlet. Yeah, they do a great business because people blow out shoes and go out finding uh, what they want. Uh, I would say download the app. Uh, go to the app store, whether you've got a Droid device or a, an Apple device, and find the EAA events app. And download it. That's where we put everything in there. We take suggestions from people every year and keep on improving the app and adding things to it. And um, pick up a map, 
And for people coming in for the first time, okay, we lay out the map as you would walking through the main gate coming to the flight line. So north is on your left. If you look at the map, that's one thing that you know people say, why do you lay it out this way? Because you're standing here in Boeing Plaza and you're looking at the flight line. That's what you're looking at right there. That's how we <laughs> laid out the map. Um, sure. You know, pick one of those up and and study that. You know, if, if you only have a day or two, and, uh, and I've told people this, I said, start off by maybe going up to the north end to Warbirds and then working your way down through the home belts, maybe through Boeing Plaza during the day, down to the vintage, catch a tram down to the ultralights and take that in if you can in the first four or five hours and then come back for the air show. Find a spot of grass someplace. And a lot of people like to crunch in at air show center. I have found through the years, what's really an interesting angle is going a little bit north or south, uh, you know, because you see the airplanes flying overhead, but to see the maneuvers at a little bit of an angle is really a fascinating way to look at it. Make sure you get some water, stay hydrated, because you do not realize how much you walk. And you're in the you're in the sun, you're at an airport, not a lot of trees, so you're going to make sure you stay hydrated. And you know, along you can bring in water. Uh, you know, we we make sure that water is one of the cheapest concession things we have. You know, you look if you go to a sporting event and try to buy a bottle of water, you spend six, seven dollars. You know, yeah. here we say no more than two. That's it's water. Plus, we have places you can fill a water bottle throughout the site as well. And, um, you know, take a break every so often. You know, find that piece of shade, maybe sitting under the wing of the C-17, lots of shade there, and you, you'll have an <laughs> opportunity to do that. And, you know, then in the evening, uh, enjoy the evening program at Theater in the Woods. Uh, take in uh, it's something at the Fly-In Theater, or just wander around and enjoy walking, and the sun isn't at its high point, and if you're a photographer, it's that golden hour between oh, about yeah. 7.30 and 9 o'clock. Uh, if the sun's out, you can get some terrific photos out there. And it's a great time to be a little more casual and talk to people and just and enjoy the evening, uh, you know, on the world of airplanes. So, you know, that's one day. If you have a second day, you know, we talked about the seaplane base, get out there, get up to the museum. If you have your wristband during the week, museum admission is free. Uh, if you've got kids, we've got a lot of kids stuff going on, kid venture. A lot of exhibitors have things going on. We've got a brand new youth welcome center that tells families where to go, how to get the two of the youth activities that they have, regardless of the age of kids. Wednesday, we'll have the pedal plane parade again. So about <laughs> 40 or 50 pedal planes will suddenly be on Boeing Plaza pedaling their way through with the five-year-olds. And that's always fun. I always have fun time with that. And um, yeah, just enjoy the moment. And remember the Oshkosh rules. And these go back to Paul Poberezny and Rockford and Milwaukee and all those places where the fly-in was before Oshkosh. If you drop something, pick it up. If you see garbage on the ground, pick it up, throw it away. Uh, don't touch any airplanes without the pilot's permission. Uh, if you're taking a picture or looking in the windscreen, watch out for your lanyard, watch out for your camera. Make sure it doesn't bounce into the side of the airplane. Uh, you know, those are that's somebody's pride and joy right there. Not to mention their transportation home. And right. so you want to make sure that that is uh, kept in good order. Um, you know, there's no smoking on the flight line. You know, please be mindful of that. You know, you've got a lot of airplanes with fuel in them. So, and uh, bring your courtesy, bring your common sense and uh, just be nice to one another. And it'll go a long, long way uh, to making it work when you're at Oshkosh. I think it's a great wrap up. Oh yeah. I do have an excellent photo of my dad, like 
wiped out. He's like snoring <laughs> underneath an Avenger. It's one of my favorite photos of all time. He's just yeah, completely I passed have, out. I have seen people like our volunteers and so <laughs> forth, and the Warbird show is going full tilt. The pyrotechnics, the wall <laughs> of fire and everything else, and they are dead out sitting on their golf cart. They are just, they've been working all day in the sun and they, you know, it is Armageddon coming through and they don't even care. You know, they're, they're snoring right there. So yeah, it does happen. It wears you out and, you know, people will hit the camper, hit the tent at night at nine 30, the sun goes down and so are they, they, they go down and they're out, but they're up the next morning at uh, six, seven o'clock, ready to go at it again. And so uh, you run on adrenaline and then uh, hopefully when you head home, as I tell people, I'll sleep in August because it's, um, <laughs> you know, you just run on water and adrenaline for a week and uh, make it all work. There you mm -hmm. go. I I have like one cup of coffee a day when I'm at Oshkosh. It's in the morning, you know, my dad. <laughs> we camp. We camp in the tent. So we have a little yep. fire. We have our little yep. water. And we have our little <laughs> packets of coffee. And that's all I have. And I just blast through the day, you know, like you said, you just survive and then you go yep. crash. <laughs> oh yeah, you do. But there's so much to see. There's so much adrenaline running that you, you go see this, go see that, maybe go to a forum, go to a workshop, uh, run through the exhibit area, you know, go dreaming. And I always say at Oshkosh, it's the only place that you can buy an airplane t-shirt and then go next door and buy the airplane to match the t-shirt. You can do that. <laughs> and, uh, and people do it. That's the scary part of it. They, they do. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> I just wanted to, yeah, Good. I'm sorry. That's what we want. Yes. Yeah. You're yep. inspiring a lot of the incitement. Your your joy for her aviation is infectious. And I'm just well, really thank you. Well, the countdown uh, begins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Jim. we're at that point of our program, Maddie. It's time. It certainly is. Are you ready, sir, to divulge your unpopular aviation opinion? Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, my my popular my unpopular one is you know I've met the best people in the world in aviation. I've also met people who think this is just about me. I'm going to spend time with my friends at the hangar, and there's a place for that. But we absolutely have to share aviation. We have to get out of our comfort zones to do it, and we can't be secluded in our shells, and we can't keep it the way it it was. You know, we all wish for dollar fifty gas, and we all wish for $15 an hour flight lessons. Um, but, you know, the world's not like that. And uh, so we have to be able to adjust with the world, make sure we maintain our freedom of flight, make sure we accept the responsibility of it, and go out there and share it. There are a lot of people out there who either don't know about aviation or really don't care if it exists. And that's something that we have to fight every single day. So I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion, but I noticed some pilots who I've met, uh, you show up in an airport and it's like a secret club with a secret handshake. Uh, yeah. You've got to get in. And um, you know we've got to break that down and we've got to urge our friends to break that down. And sometimes you've got to tell the grumpiest guy in the airport that he has to break that down um, because that's not going to help anybody. Otherwise, you know, 10 years from now, there'll be half of us here and then 15 years, there'll be four guys sitting around drinking coffee wondering what happened. And uh, we can't yep. have that. We have to continue to build. We have to reach out. We have to do everything we can to share aviation, make sure that passion is there, and to tell people who don't fly why it's important, not just for us, but for everyone. So it's, uh, 
it's something mm -hmm. that's very, very important, and we can't sit on the sidelines. Amen. I, I absolutely agree. The only, re pretty much the only reason I'm in aviation is because of Oshkosh. It was because somebody at a local air show sat me down and said, "Hey, you should become a pilot." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm an English major. What are you? What are you going on about?" And then I go to Oshkosh, and it's like, "Oh, my college has an aviation program. What? Oh, there we go. Okay, <laughs> and here I am." I see if Here I we are, yeah. thankful that $15 lessons are no more. Sorry to all you guys who had <laughs> yeah. $15 lessons. I didn't get them, and I'm glad personally, financially, that they are not bigger $15. Yep. But well, too many people, you know, out there think aviation is, you know, going to the the airport and standing in the TSA line and hoping your luggage get to the same place you do. And, uh, you know, those of us in it know that's not aviation. That's There's not the joy. So that's not more. the accomplishments. Yeah. That's right. you know, not where you can take this machine and go anywhere you want to go. And, uh, you know, let's all remember that and work toward letting under more people understand that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, not only for your unpopular opinion, but just everything you share with us tonight. You've really, I mean, we're excited anyways, but you've really helped, you know, light the, the spark for us to get ready for Air Adventure this year. So we really appreciate you coming up. Well, thank you so much. And I, I tell you, looking forward to seeing you on the flight line. Uh, looking forward to seeing everybody out there. You know, let's make it special. Uh, let, let's have a lot of fun out there and, and make some memories at Oshkosh this year. Yes, please. Let's go. <laughs> well, that was an awesome interview. I am so excited for Oshkosh. <laughs> let's get hyped. Well, we're we already hyped. We, oh, we've, yeah, that was... we've gotten that. We will stay hyped until Air Venture starts. And then through AirVenture and probably need to have about a week to recover from AirVenture. <laughs> as yep. as I think Dick will need the same thing. So Yes. We will all need a hearty week's rest. Post post AirVenture depression. Post AirVenture depression. depression. Yeah, something like that. You never that. heard of like post blank depression. Yeah. Well, I have now post AirVenture depression. Now. Well, it's a good thing that I'm gonna go to a lake the week after, so I won't <laughs> be able to properly recover that sounds so, wonderfully calming and relaxing it's gonna be pretty great i'm gonna be back instructing when it's like a zillion and a half degrees out <laughs> it, it'll probably and be fine it'll probably be 110 because it's gonna be freaking august in wichita kansas Ye yep freaking ha y yippee we got a whole bunch of stuff coming up here in the next few weeks but our next actual episode is with mr richard mcspadden Oh my gosh, another banger. Yep. Oof. The Richard McSpadden. Y'all haven't heard that wrong. Mr. McSpadden is the executive director of the AOPA Air Safety Institute, which you might be familiar with their uh, crash investigations and other such videos on or podcast. YouTube. Mr. McSpadden is also the host of the podcast, There I Was. There I Was. was really he has a host of accolades and things that he has done in his life, and he is very passionate about what he does. So we're very excited to have him on with us next episode. And in the meantime, we might hear a couple of bonus episodes mixed in here and there as we get ready for SimVenture and AirVenture and all of the things. So All of the things. Stay tuned to where you get our podcasts for the bonus episodes as well. Also, T-minus less than a month from Oshkosh. Woo! Be there, be square. And make sure you bring your merch. Wear our shirt merch. so we can find you. Buyingmidwest.com slash merch. Oh, and there's 15% off right now. Get 15% off with Summer 23. 
And if you forget all that information, all that is down in the show notes as well. So be sure to check that out. Whomever is listening right now, I need you to get a hot pink t-shirt and wear it to Oshkosh. Did both of you hear that? Got it. Andrew, I expect that you wear a hot pink shirt. Mom, wear yours. <laughs> Your mom mom's not coming to the Oshkosh, is she? I know. But she's but listening. She has a hot... She's listening. Okay. She's listening. All two Got people. It. All right, both of you get your hot pink um, T-shirts. My mom already has one. Yeah. All right, fine. Then Andrew, Andrew, get your hot pink T-shirt. Hey, if you like what we're doing on the Fly Midwest podcast, you can jump on your favorite podcast streaming service and leave us a rating and review so that we can get the word out to others. That's a good way to help us. Let others know that we're here. If you really, really like what we do on the podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon. We have several levels that you can choose and you will get access to exclusive content bonus stuff blog stuff good stuff and finally if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the flying midwest podcast you can reach out to us on any of our social media or email us flying midwest podcast at gmail.com i think that's all the things is that all the things that's all the things huh well jim it's been a pleasure as always until next time. See ya. See ya. Thanks so much for joining us on the Flying Midwest podcast. Until next time, podcast service terminated, Squawk VFR, frequency change approved. Good day. I love hearing ATC say see ya to the military yep. guys it's hilarious yep because they like put extra emphasis when it's the military guys like I say see ya and they don't like they don't respond like okay see on to the next traffic I guess mm. get off my frequency yeah I said frequency change approved oh the one thing I'm going to ask you I know that we're recording already but um how do you pronounce your last name oh it's <laughs> Napinski the first K is silent okay so it's that's Nipinski. what I thought I didn't yep Okay. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it, there's no C's or Z's or Y's or W's. So as Polish names, it goes pretty easy. <laughs> there you go. Feel free to stop by, say hello, get a sticker, and uh, maybe say a few words. That sounds like a funeral. Let's not do that. <laughs> we are pumped up to talk about Air Venture, aren't we? Pump it up. No, don't include that. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. What am I trying to say here? How this draft has been... How now to the brown cow? All right. I'm going to start all over. The Kansas Department of Conver Converse... Converse... Grief. The Kansas like Department... Like the shoes. <laughs> there are I people who have a collection of about 20 of those. You'll see them with their baseball hat with it. all their wind socks on it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it makes me so happy. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. Good ridiculous. And it's, I'm, I promise oh, yeah. I'm not mocking. I think it's fantastic. I think I might need to start oh, collecting yeah. wind socks on my head. Oh. There we go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> real ones, though. Get real ones. Don't get the little the ones. Get real the, ones. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. Go big or go home. Yeah. That's what they yeah, say. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need your help getting the actual Oshkosh wind sock. Can you help me out with that? From the... <laughs> Killing the wind sock. It maybe work. Um, talk to me on Sunday night, the last night. You know, that's, that's usually, yeah. Anywhere in system. Okay. According to the Kansas Department of Commerce, 
Why do I keep saying that? Ah! According to the Kansas... Do you need new shoes? No, but I want them. Is also seeking public... Public... The Ohio Department of Public Transportation... Nope, not public. I made that up. I remember what I said. Let me retry that. Okay. Don't look at me. Don't look at me in the tone of voice. I didn't uh, realize I was. I just look old with these glasses is what I just uh, You're totally pixelated, so it doesn't matter. Perfect. <laughs> Until next time. in the next video. <laughs> Bye-bye. Sorry. No, that that's was, a different, that's a that's different Mark thing. <laughs> that's not us. No, that's not us. Sorry. We can't, we can't steal other people's bits. Let's do the real no. one. You know what? You said. I'm not supposed to. Until next time. We all see ya. Yeah, I said frequency change approved.